In the wake of the recent and historic breach at the Office of Personnel Management, much has been said, but what's not being said, and what are some of the key topics that security leaders should be discussing? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing the OPM breach today with Jacob Alcott. He's Vice President of Business Development with BitSight Technologies. Jacob, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. So as I said at the outset, so much is being said about this OPM breach, but what do you see as the key topic or topics that people are not discussing? Well, certainly things do seem to be changing on an hourly, if not daily basis, but I think one of the key issues that we haven't really heard much about is is actually sort of the, the origins of the breach itself. And some of the things that we have heard from the congressional testimony seem to indicate that this may be a vendor risk management third party uh, issue, and that's kind of one of the things that uh, that has not really caught much of the headlines recently. Well, that's what I wanted to follow up with you on. In, in what ways do you see this OPM incident as what you might consider a classic third-party risk management issue? What we've heard through the testimony is that there are a series of organizations that have been involved with the breach outside of the Office of Personnel Management. We've heard about USIS, we've heard about Key Point Solutions, and we've also heard about the Department of Interior uh, as being the organization that was um, hosting some of the data. And so if you're the Office of Personnel Management, you not only have to worry about the security posture of, of your network where the data is stored, um, but also how all of these other organizations may be involved in protecting that data as well. And so, you know, it's still, still sort of a mystery uh, about uh, how the bad guys were able to obtain credentials and use those credentials to unlawfully access databases, but it does seem that there is a connection between some of these third-party contractors uh, and the security that they may have had in place, but also the Department of Interior from a third-party perspective was providing that data storage uh, for OPM. They have to be considered a third-party here as well. So this has provided a fair amount of theater. We've seen finger-pointing, we've seen posturing, we've even seen the director of OPM resign. What are some of the questions that you believe that government regulators and agencies ought to be asking themselves now about true accountability? Well, I think the first thing that we all have to ask ourselves is what were our expectations for security and did that match what we contracted for? The government investigator over the years spending a lot of time working on cybersecurity investigations, you know, the first thing that you turn to is the contract. You know, what did we what did we actually contract for, and was it being performed adequately? And of course, one of the issues with creating contracts in the space is it's very hard to set specific standards when it comes to contracts. So I can I can require uh, that a third party or vendor meet a certain standard, but how do I how do I enforce that? Uh, how do I monitor uh, that performance over the course of the of the contract itself? So the first thing that I think that folks uh, really need to focus on is what were our expectations and how were our expectations being met with respect to the contract? But 
But the second thing that, that we really need to look at is moving towards this idea of continuous monitoring. And that is something that, that the federal government has been moving towards over recent years. We've got to get away from this, you know, checkbox mentality, this compliance-based mentality, and we have to move more towards continuous monitoring. And that's not only continuous monitoring for our own networks, but how do we monitor the contractual performance and security performance of our vendors in real time. Well, Jacob, that's a great segue into a question I wanted to follow up with, which is about takeaways. We've, uh, it strikes me that this is sort of like Target in that organizations and agencies well outside the U.S. are watching this for its significance. So for these entities that are on the outside looking in, what are the key takeaways so that they can avoid being part of the next embarrassing incident or headline? One of the problems with the takeaways is that we, we still really don't know what the story actually is. And, of course, it's always difficult to implement best practices after a breach when you don't actually know uh, what happened. But what we do know is that, you know, certainly this was an issue that, that starts with the top. And the organization's ability to set security expectations um, beginning at its most senior levels is a huge uh, issue and should be a priority for all organizations. Uh, having that accountability uh, and have it uh, beginning with the senior executive in the organization who can set budget, who can establish priorities, establish a roadmap for security, that, that's the most important issue. Um, and I think uh, certainly a lot of organizations uh, post-target uh, have been moving towards that effort, you know, to have the CEO, the general counsel, the chief financial officer involved, to have a board of directors involved. So that's issue number one. You know, the second thing I would say is in looking at the, the way that this breach seems to have evolved, it's not only continuous monitoring of your network, but it is setting those security expectations and requirements for your vendors. And so, you know, we've seen from OPM, we've seen from Target, uh, we've seen from from a number of Dave and Buster's and a number of other organizations uh, that have experienced significant breaches that you're only as good as your weakest link. And when it comes to whether you're a U- U.S. government entity, whether you're a commercial entity, uh, you've got a lot of vendors, and a lot of vendors are implementing programs on your behalf. Uh, how they're connected into your organization what kinds of data they're dealing with on a regular basis, all of those things are critical to your success. And in order to have security not only in the short term but in the long term, you've got to focus on all of those weak links. So not only protecting yourself and your own network and the people who live and work in your own environment, but also all of those people on the outside who have access to the same kind of data. Jacob, let's bring this back to BitSight Technologies and the work that you folks do. How can security ratings, which you specialize in, improve the transparency and accountability as well as lead to better decision-making within organizations when they're talking about third-party risk? So BitSight has been focused on this idea of security ratings for the last five years, and essentially what we do is provide a quantitative outside-in assessment of the security posture of an organization, and we do that in real time. It avoids a lot of the subjectivity 
that exist in a lot of other um, assessments. So, you know, sometimes when you're asking a question of a third-party organization and you say, you know, well, how secure are you? And they say, well, we're very secure. Uh, in the past, that was kind of as much as an organization could really dive into. But with uh, with bit-side ratings, you can actually get more of a uh, quantitative, real-time assessment of an organization's security posture. And what we're looking specifically at is the security incidents that are emanating uh, from the network in real time. So we think that this is important because it's moving away from the qualitative into the quantitative, and, and that's really important for business decisions. You know, this is all about vendor risk management. It's all about risk management generally. You can't avoid everything. You can't avoid all risk. Um, but what more and more organizations are trying to do is manage that risk uh, to the best extent that they can. And, you know, as we're seeing from a lot of uh, these incidents, OPM to Target to others, a lot of money is on the line. Um, and people's reputations are on the line. Uh, businesses are on the line. So to be able to do that in a quantitative way rather than a subjective way is, is really the, the, the huge value add that, that BitSight brings to bear. So if you were to look at your customer base and some of what your customers have learned and developed over the years, what do you see as some of the best practices that can be adopted from your customers and the lessons that they've learned? So I would say that, you know, our, our customers, generally speaking, know that you have to take a trust but verify approach when it comes specifically to vendor risk management. So, you know, there are lots of organizations out there that have very sophisticated programs in place. They have sophisticated, you know, intrusion detection systems and intrusion prevention systems and antivirus and things like that. They're worried about their weak links, their vendors. And in the past, they were asking questions of those vendors or they were doing the occasional on-site assessment. And for the most part, the answers that they were getting back were, things are great, we're doing fine, we have some vulnerabilities to fix, but we're making progress. And, and that is certainly true today, and, and I would just say that our, our customers want to get an, a, an extra degree of, of assurance when it comes to accepting those responses. And that's really where this continuous monitoring approach comes in. So I, I, I trust you, I trust what you say, I trust what you've written, but now, you know, with BitSight, I can continuously monitor that in real time, and then I can use those ratings, uh, which change uh, on a daily basis. I can use those to prioritize my extra assessments. And so, you know, if you, if you think this is all about risk management, and it's all about, you know, putting my money, you know, in my areas of greatest risk, I can now use these ratings to prioritize extra assessments for my organizations, my vendors that are most at risk. Uh, and that's really where, where all customers are getting the, the biggest bang for their buck. Well, Jacob, that's great insight on the topic. I appreciate your unique perspective on this. Thanks so much for speaking with me today. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. The topic has been the OPM breach and third-party risk management. I've been speaking with Jacob Alcott, Vice President of Business Development with BitSight Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.